1031 WRNR. I'm Bob Waugh backstage at Firefly and sitting next to Arlo Parks. It's so nice to meet you. Hello, nice to meet you too. Arlo, the last time we spoke, it was uh, I think about a week before it was the Brit Awards, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So you went on to win Best New Artist of the Year, and was there another one too? Uh, yeah, I mean, recently it was the Mercury's, which was... So yeah. the, the Mercury's, that is a big one, because that was album of the year. Yeah. I mean, Collapsed in <laughs> Sunbeams, wow, you know, so great for you. What a journey it's been over the last year. You know, I was thinking about talking to you today, and I thought, how odd it must be on some level for you to have this amazing year in which you've, you've really broken through as an artist, mm. and yet the rest of the world has sort of been dealing with this what will be remembered as one of the worst years, or 18. How do you balance that out? How do we, you think, how are you gonna feel about that in the future when you look back about, about 2020 and 21? I mean, I think definitely, personally, it was, a, it was a difficult time, but I think I'll look back on those years, obviously in a bittersweet way, but fondly because I feel like I managed to turn a really difficult situation that felt very lonely into something that then went on to connect people and bring people hope during that time. When it comes to my career, as you say, things were growing, but when it came to being a human being in the world, it was very difficult. So I think I'll, I'll choose to have a positive perspective on it. The origins of this amazing album, Collapsed in Sunbeams, you told me the last time we spoke, really was done in your bedroom, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, was this at a time after, just help me with the time frame, lockdown had taken place? or So, so basically, mo- the poetry and the words that were incorporated in the record I'd written just kind of over the course of you know, several years, just like in my journal, in my notebook. But the actual recording and writing happened in Airbnbs between like a few weeks in East London. So January 2020 was, there were like three or four of the songs were made then, but the bulk of it was made kind of March to June 2020 when it was like full lockdown still. And now here you are, you told me previously, I guess you'd spent some time in Florida as your only uh, significant time in the United States, but now here you are at Firefly tonight and in the midst of your first American tour. Tell me what this experience has, has <laughs> been like for you, because you know, you're, you're fairly renowned now in the UK and yet America lags behind a little bit about, mm. you know, uh, finding out about Arlo Parks. Mm-hmm. I think it's just exciting to me because it feels like there's still a world of people that are yet to kind of, as you say, experience my music. I haven't played many shows here at all. So it feels like new territory and I'm definitely excited. I think tonight is gonna be uh, a great opportunity for you. Such a prime time hitting the stage around five o'clock on on what couldn't be a more picture perfect day. Beautiful, isn't it? (laughs) In Dover, Delaware. And you know, this question may be premature for American audiences, but for you, I know, lived with this album and this poetry that you've created for quite some time but are you at all thinking about what that sophomore album uh, might look or sound like because that's that's always a tough one right Hmm. I mean I'm always thinking about it I'm always writing I feel like I haven't laid any concrete plans down because it's kind of how I did the first one I didn't really think about it too much I just went in and made songs and then organized them later so I I think that's going to be the vibe for the second one as well Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we have enjoyed so many uh, songs, hope and hurt, 
and Black Dog in particular, some of our favorites that we've been playing, and uh, it's just really genuinely a pleasure to meet you. I love your shoes, by the way. Thank you. I've had them since I was like 15. They're kind of falling apart. The black and orange, very <laughs> Halloweenish uh, Nikes. <laughs> and then, of course, you're wearing the T-shirt of my favorite Talking Heads album, I mean, Remain look, in Light. It's, it's, it's Radiohead oh. and Talking Heads spliced together. <laughs> Best so, T-shirt ever. So perfect. <laughs> Where did you get that? It looks brand new. It was given to me on the day of the Mercury's. My stylist, who's a big Talking Heads fan, and I'm a big Radiohead fan, so it was kind of like a... Yeah. Combo. So how do you feel about this Kid A amnesiac uh, record that's coming? You know about? about I'm looking this? for yeah. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. I'm kind of like I don't know. I feel like Radiohead are one of those people where in my eyes they can do no wrong, and anything that comes out, I'm excited to hear. Same wavelength, totally. And um, I just I'll, I'll mention quickly one more time. I know we sort of covered this, but. Uh, May you live in infamy and crossword puzzles, and I know that your dad is a big crossword uh, puzzle aficionado, so was that like a big thing for your for your parents when, oh, Arlo's in the crossword puzzle, now she's really made it? Yeah, it's interesting how there are those like markers that are slightly unexpected, unconventional, but that was actually one of the big ones, where my dad was definitely telling his friends about that one, yeah. Forget about the Mercury Prize, it was... <laughs> 21 across. Yes. Again, nice to meet you. Thank you for making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Arlo Parks, live at Firefly on 1031 RNR.